your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now it is indeed time for our chat and uh, joining me in the studio, I have Eddie Keane of the University of Limerick, Jackie Meskell from Hugnote and on the line, former TD in Limerick, Tom Neville. You are all very welcome. And since we have a former TD, I'm the right place to go for the uh, first question, which is finally we saw this legislation, Tom, for a directly elected mayor for Limerick pass Mm -hmm. the Shannad. There's a couple of technicalities because of the amendments, it has to go back mm-hmm. to the doll, and then the president will sign it. Mm-hmm. And away we go for an election. Morning, Joe. In June. Morning. <laughs> Morning, Joe. Morning to your listeners and to Jackie and Eddie as well. Hope you all keep well. Yeah, it's look. It's great to see the will of the people finally enacted. It's taken quite a while to get there. There was Mule 2021, 20, 22. Obviously, COVID came into the middle of things and just disrupted everything as well. Unfortunately, but it's now been. Obviously, a few technicalities going to the doll and then on to the president, and we have an election to look forward to in the county and city, and um, it'll be uh, interesting to see how it falls out, you know? So there are two theories around it. One is this will be transformative, and a directly elected mayor, he or she will have a really strong mandate and will be able to do things for Limerick. The other is that the process here and the legislation has taken all of the key powers away from the role and it really doesn't matter who we have in the job. Yeah, no, and, and just two schools of thought in that. Um, I think whoever is elected to the role is going to determine how the role itself will will unfold and that's why I suppose the first mayor will be of huge importance because it's going to set a precedence of how this works. My own experience, obviously, in local government, national government as well is particularly when legislation is new, it's when it becomes to be tested, where you probably have areas where the mayor is going to try and push things and will test legislation where you're bringing interpretation of that legislation into play, where there might be, will the mayor, again, these are questions you put out, like will the, if you're dealing in relation to a council, will the council have their legal eagles look at it and will the mayor have their own separate, his own separate legal advice to look at things when you get to that point or, or a point where there would be the challenge of the legislation but look the spirit of this is very very important the the profile this is going to do for Limerick I think is extremely important and the fact that we had a plebiscite we had a, a, a vote on it five years ago and the people passed it that has now been enacted from a democratic point of view is also very important so I'm looking forward to it now to see what, what, what what's going to come of it and as I said whoever's you know mm. elected to the role and takes on that role will will, will have to take on that as well. Jackie, the other point is trying to ensure there's an interest in this, you know, and I mean, we'd be conscious of it locally and we're going to have a a special web page at live95.ie on the role, the powers, because this isn't like electing a TD, of course, where people have a natural knowledge, really, of what the TD does. This is a this is a a new role and, and making sure that people have some awareness of it. Yeah, and I think, so the media will have a huge role to play in yourselves here and that and just getting the word out. I think it can only be a really good thing. Of course, there are technicalities and there are things to be worked out and, you know, nothing is perfect. But in terms of um, democracy, you know, and having people feel like, okay, they may have a voice now in local government and that they can have a say and that this person that's elected by them, on the basis of, I presume, a strong campaign on their vision for Limerick and what that might be, I think that in itself will lead to the interest once we st- these people start to step forward. And I hope we see some really impressive candidates step forward now and 
and take this seriously. There are some incredible people in Limerick that could um, do a wonderful job in this position. And I think once you see people um, campaign and that um, information is being shared with the public, that that will garner that sort of interest and people will feel invested. And Limerick's an amazing city and county, but we have a lot of issues. And I think people having a chance to voice those concerns and seeing somebody in, a, in office who can um, start to tackle those would be incredible. Eddie Keane? Yeah, I think it's a wonderful thing. Um, I think it's a wonderful thing in that I've heard the role described as the Minister for Limerick. And I think mm-hmm. that's the, that's probably a, a vital role, particularly when the idea that the... Particularly uh, when we uh, don't have a cabinet minister. We have ministers of state. We have three of them in the mm-hmm. two constituencies, but not a not a cabinet minister currently. But the and the, the the mayor will have access directly to the minister and to and to uh, other members of the cabinet as well as as part of their role. So getting that kind of direct access in with somebody who has the voice of the Limerick people um, in their head as such is is a, an absolutely brilliant. Now I suppose as regards the role and the idea of powers and all that, um, I think in fairness in any kind of democracy. You, nobody can have unlimited power. There has to be some sort of limitations put on it. No, I think what's the more interesting thing is that up until Mary Robinson's presidency, the idea of a president in Ireland was seen as somebody who had very little to do with yeah, the real true. world and all that sort of thing. Mm. And she transformed the role of presidency. So even within very limited strictures of legislation, she was able to really breathe life into the role. And I think that um, any uh, the, the first mayor that will probably be their greatest job is to define the role. So what you're saying then is that the candidates, the field of candidates will be very important. Mm. Also, it's a huge constituency for this election because it's all of Limerick City and County. Um, The other thing is Boris Johnson was mayor of London and, you know, they eventually had to put in a chief executive underneath him because he was brilliant at the public side great at getting himself elected, but either through a lack of interest or his own unorthodox style. He, he, yeah. he wasn't too interested in the role itself. <laughs> yeah, true. True enough, I suppose, all right now. But I think that's the... Um, being mayor of London, I think, is a kind of a slightly different idea because I don't think all the residents of London would be as invested in who their mayor would be as the people of Limerick would be invested. So I, I think I think they would, probably the greatest difficulty will be the the differences between the rural and the and the city mm. issues as such and that there's going it's going to have to be somebody who can address both of those because there'll be significant differences between the issues of people living in the city centre and people who are living out in uh, rural areas which is kind of why we have two constituencies for the all elections isn't mm. it um, and, and yeah. i mean tom you you'd have experience of, of of that obviously yeah 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 i mean it was a, it's a good point you've made there like It'll have to be somebody obviously who's capable of getting elected first and has to have the public side and be able to 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 get on with the public and, and listen to the public and just have a relationship with them. But the second side of it then is when you actually go into the role and do the role is be able to do the role and define the role. That it's got. And then you have that other mixture of county and city trying to cross the, the, the borders because the issues the issues are quite different in, in different parts of it. I saw it myself when I sat in the council, even the first amalgamation of Limerick City and County Council when we went in first, like when we were all brought together and I saw it in the issues of the city were brought to the forefront within those meetings. And it could be very, very different to what was happening in the county, you know. But the, the flip side of that is we've had, what, 10 years now of Limerick City and County Council where there has been an amalgamation of both, you know, which 
obviously can do nothing but help this position as well or whoever goes into this position or is elected to this position. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. And uh, among other things, after the break, we'll be talking about Yogalicious. I haven't taken any of my senses. <laughs> Eddie sat up a little bit straighter when I mentioned the Yogalicious um, and then wondered during the break what, what exactly I was talking about. Well, you can explain it, Jackie. <laughs> I can, yeah. Um, so, as we know, as you know, um, I'm the founder of a tech startup and that keeps me extremely busy. But one of the, the keys to my success, I suppose, with that secret I have, that secret I have that um, sustains me through all of that stress is yoga. So I've been doing yoga for like 25 years. I'm a qualified yoga instructor. So I do like to dedicate a certain amount of time every year to teaching yoga and sharing that with as many people as possible. And to demystifying it and making it really accessible for any age, any... But is it not very ability. hard? It is so not hard. You just have to start and it can be as gentle as you like it to be. Um, and really, uh, people think, oh, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. But that's yeah. the whole point of doing yoga is you become flexible. Your body wants to be flexible. We're way more flexible naturally than we know we are because our lifestyles are so unhealthy. So I teach yoga at a class, which is the signature class, which has Pilates, yoga, stretching, meditation, etc. on Tuesdays. But I'm starting because I've had a lot of people reach out to me saying they're embarrassed to come into a studio. They haven't worked out ever. They're afraid they'll be laughed at. Some people can't even get up and down off the floor. And I'm not talking about elderly people. I'm mm. talking about people in their you know, 40s or 50s mm -hmm. or they just don't have the time. So I'm starting um, an online 21 day um, coaching, uh, live coaching program, shall we call it, where I can I do this from my bedroom. Can you I can do it from your bed. From my bed? From your actual bed. All right. Now, this is something I started myself when I had COVID. I was locked in my room for a certain period of time and I was like, I still need to do my workout. So I started doing it and I've kept it up since. So on really d busy days, I get that workout in before I even leave my bedroom. <laughs> so nobody believes me. You have to see it to believe it. And then people are like, can you teach me that? So I'm going to take people live. They can join me for 21 days to form that habit. And if you know, if you've any issues with your knees or whatever, you'll be able to do that from bed. So if okay. you go to yogalicious.com, I'm also Is it yogalicious.com? Yogaliciousme.com. 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 Okay. And I'm going to offer three free passes right. to some listeners as well. I, so. I think Eddie's up for that. Are you up for that, Eddie? It looks, looks like you are. Yeah, Eddie's Absolutely. Going to be, yeah. I, I must admit, when Joe, when you first said yogalicious, I thought it was a yogurt drink you were talking about. <laughs> and I was thinking, yeah. what? <laughs> what is he talking about? <laughs> what is that? But I, I, and I actually, what I was, I was just thinking in my head there that for yoga for the last few years, what probably the greatest development in it is, has been the amount of men that are taking it up oh, because it was always traditionally um, the girls. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, there's going. But uh, even still, um, there are some. There, I know there are some men who wouldn't be all that anxious to go in and go stretching and uh, bad backs and all that because practically every man in Ireland has a bad back. But who wouldn't be in and stretching in a, in, in a group setting? So the idea of doing it from home is a really and no, no judgment nobody can see you there's no, mm. you know, no that, I think that's important for a lot of people yeah, yeah. Abs yeah, yeah. absolutely there's a lot of people very self-conscious about, mm. about it so that's uh, really good you, the, yeah. the very yep. best of luck with, uh, with, with that um, yeah. now uh, Tom I just want to talk to you again slightly with your political hat on or your experience of it and yeah. that is the RTE I mean like every time it feels yeah. like it's getting to the bottom of that controversy then really dramatically yeah, overnight, we had the chair of RTE, Shuan Niralig, resigned overnight because she was not pleased with what the media minister, Catherine Martin, said in an interview on primetime at around, I don't know, 20 to 10 <coughs> yesterday evening on RTE1, where she didn't, in, in Shuan Niralig's mind, certainly uh, endorse her or, or express full enough confidence in her. It's, it's just amazing stuff at this point. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it, it it just keeps giving, doesn't it? This it this, and, and when 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 are we going to see the bottom of it? Like, I haven't seen the interview last night myself. I just picked up the news this morning. Obviously, I was reading your website there and picked up the news on it. But it's just seemed to be going around and around. And you know, it just needs they need to get to the bottom of it. Really, really get to the bottom of it and sort it out. You know, I think the public, obviously, the public were very exercised about this when it broke, and I think continue to be. I mean, personally myself, I think we go, we need a good national broadcaster or, or national media station as well. You know, I, I'd be very pro that, but they need to get to the bottom of it and sort it out, you know, and, and investigate mm. this from top to toe and, and yeah. clean it up, you know. Because, I mean, Jackie, you were in RTE, you were a researcher on the Late Late Show, um, and... Uh, I even got to go into the green room once thanks to Jackie and Archie. Once or twice, and, and once or twice. And with Pat Kenny going, who are you and what are you doing here? Oh, I'm, I'm with Jackie Meskell. <laughs> and Lily's going to tell her to the day. <laughs> anyway, we won't talk about that. But on, on the more serious point yeah. of Archie. Yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely shocked <laughs> that this has happened again. I feel like everyone in RTE is obviously shocked. The chair herself is shocked. This was, nobody saw this coming, I, I can um, presume. Um, what I think about is also, and I think sometimes nobody considers this, is the morale on the very hardworking good people that are in RTE and what this is doing, you know, again today to arrive into work and you're at the centre of this controversy and this storm that you really had no hand or part in. And how disruptive that must be for work and for, you know, the service that's provided to people. So I do think this mess has to be cleaned up. It has to be cleaned up quickly. And we need to move on. And um, I can't Because they can't really decide on the funding yet either. I mean, the yeah. government has made the point, and it's a reasonable point. There needs to be some period of calm before we will decide exactly. on what the public service model of funding is going to be. Exactly. And we don't have that. And here we have another disruption again today. So I really think this is very serious um, for the public um, and also for the staff. There are many people working there. It's a huge employer. Um, and yeah, this this hopefully this is the end of it. And the thing is, Eddie, I think what a lot of people forget is, you know, RTE and you know, their their higher profile people, even around the country, they're seen as the face of RTE. And mm-hmm. like, as a result, you know, they're out, you know, covering stories or doing whatever they do day after day, and they will get people go, oh, what's going on RTE? And you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, and they'll feel that understandably. Yeah, understandably. And I think it's almost like that they're embarrassed by their leaders, um, which is. Uh, a, a real problem for them. I think there's a kind of a deeper problem here, and it, it's the drip feed of revelations, yeah. and it's going on and on and on and on and on. And I think the bigger problem is, you know, the way as parents, you try and teach your child if you've done something wrong, stand up and admit it. Mm. Look, we'll we'll sort it out. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we'll, we'll hold your hand up. We'll hold your hand up, and you know, it's be and what you would tell them is be mature, and stand up and admit you've you've made a mistake, and. Yet we can't seem to get anybody to do that at any level of of senior. Even but, like but is it is it even is it a more general societal point? I make? think it is because even for politicians and all, you know, there seems to be almost like a culture, and I have no disrespect at all. But um, but there seems to be almost a, a culture that when something goes goes badly wrong, when somebody draw there's a revelation about something. This, it's almost put your head down and it'll blow over. The only thing is to go back to your point about the child and you said, you know, mm. hold your hands up and we'll sort it out. The slight problem in our society, though, is that if someone admits to a mistake now, they get cancelled. Cancel. You know, yeah. there's no there's no effort to say, well, actually, let's look at this in context. Yes, 
yeah. you know, and yeah. we'll, de- you know, but, there's, there's but no if people feel the like their yeah. their careers, sometimes their lives mm-hmm. are destroyed by it, and that's that's not healthy either. It seems to be, yeah. It seems that when anybody does stand up, they seem to end up paying a very heavy price, and that's that's what discourages the 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 whole idea. You know, like there are there seems to be very little understanding as well, which you know that we're all human and we all make mistakes. Yeah. And as for like the, I think some of the media coverage of the mistakes then sensationalise it, and, and there's no kind of understanding that look, it was just an ordinary person who may, who who made a bad decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it's a very fair point, isn't it, Tom? That you know, pe- pe- people do make mistakes. I know pe- other people don't necessarily like to hear that, but it's a reality. Yeah, no. Look, as human beings, of course, no one is perfect. But I, I look the other side of this is the compliance side of it. It's how it's been run. It's the processes. And and Jackie made the point there: the army workers on the ground are going to feel it. But from a leadership level and a management level, we have systems and processes that can be put in place in any business and are run in any business where the mistakes are negated or the mistakes that you make are not going to have such a monumental effect as not going through. What I'm reading in the media, not going through specific professional procedures uh, for yeah, yeah. packages or whatever it was. You know yeah, what I mean? It's well, pretty. Well, again, I mean, that, that, and, I'm, and, only, I'm only. You know, and I know that. And to be fair to Kevin Backers, I mean, he said all week, look, you know, there, there were, there was a legal process on these exit packages. And, you know, he, he's not saying he didn't sign off on them. So, anyway, we'll see where it ends up next week. Well, I was about to say next week. We might see where it ends up in about three hours, the way the RDE controversy's been going overnight. But we'll see. Listen, really appreciate the three of you talking to us this morning. Really enjoyed that too. Uh, Jackie Meskel from Hug Note and Yoga, Yoga. Delicious. <laughs> I get there. I get there. Eddie Keane from the University of Limerick and former Limerick TD Tom Neville. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.